Hey, I'm Janelle. And I'm Amber. Collectively, we are Brown Girl Alchemy. A mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our Blackness, womanhood, and lives in general to motivate, activate, revolutionize, inspire, uplift, and heal. We hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves. We are our sister's keepers, and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing. I dropped out of college in my junior year, and I went back to get my bachelor's in my late 20s, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, I majored in humanities, humanities, and... I don't know why. I was already in my career. So my thing was, I just wanted to get my bachelor's degree. And um, so humanities, to me, I'm a writer. I'm a creative. I, I, I wanted something that I could at least enjoy while I was going down this journey, working full time, going to school. And it ended up being like the biggest eye opener. It awakened everything in me because all I studied was religion, philosophy, art, art. I mean, anything that is just that it, it opens your mind to all different concepts and ideas and cultures, and I absorbed it. And um, I started taking these religion courses. And that, once I started taking the religion classes, I became over religion. I was just like, okay. And that was the point where we were actually going to church. Oh, yeah. We were, I was in church yeah, every Sunday. Yeah. We My were, father is a deacon. He's like a reformed male. Don't want to say the word. And, <laughs> and ran straight to the church, you know, once he couldn't do anything else. So, 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 like, I was in church. I'm, like, you know, teaching Sunday school and everything. And I go back to school and start taking these courses. And I'm like, wait, Mary and Jesus is really Isis and Haru? Like, okay, I'm not feeling this anymore no more church for me and i took this um african spirituality course and i was like oh my god like it just changed my whole life and then that was it yeah like once that little introduction just opened the door I think that once you were able to find language around the rituals that you were already doing, right. it made it made your path and my path a lot more intentional. Right. And we'll talk about that's really when the work starts and that's right. really when the healing starts. Is it's revolving around intentionality. Right. And how Amber fits in is everyone in my family is Christians. So who am I sharing all of this information with? So she was like my little, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, my apprentice, so to say, so so to speak. So I anything that I learned, I would, would teach share with her, me. and I would share with her, and then it became our path together. So. Yes, that's what that's our road to alchemy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, so let's talk about spirituality. We started to get into it a little bit. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get into it. So, spirituality, no one has a right over it than anyone else. So, you can't go around talking about, like, I'm the one. Like, it's our birthright. Everyone is born a spiritual being. Right. I'm sorry, I can't see. <laughs> um... But each of us has different roles. So such as the healer, the journey is 
actually what makes one a healer, not the proclamation. So you just don't read a few books and wake up one day and, and say, a I'm a healer. Because we see a lot of that now. You know, with social media, everyone becomes an expert in something. Mm -hmm. it, it's not your pro proclamation. You're born with these roles. And it's your journey that defines what you actually, what your purpose is. Yes. So our journeys are what allow us to connect and to step into spirit as we learn and as we grow. And then our connection, it deepens and it expands. And we close the gap between us and divine once we acknowledge that we're one with divine. Religion tends to separate us. Yes, that it you have to, to go through. There's a medium between right. you and the divine. It almost teaches you lack because you're always looking for something outside of yourself to assist you on your journey or to fulfill you. Where when you're spiritual, you understand that you're one with divine. You're one with spirit. There's a union. We're all connected. Yes. So the nucleus of ATR, African traditional religions, comedics, and indigenous practices, they're oneness. They all teach us about oneness. Oneness with divine. Oneness with spirit. Oneness with nature. Nature includes the plants, the planet, the earth. The honoring the land that exactly. we work on. So the disconnect that children of the diaspora specifically resonate with is our detachment from that which not only grounds us, but it defines us. So we don't know where we come from. We don't we don't know. Like you can't we can't tell you we come from Yoruba lamb or we we have no idea so we're missing that that's our detachment right yeah and so how we lean forward into that and in connecting is african spirituality and our african ancestors were directly they believed in directly connecting to the land to the elements so earth Specifically, the land, working with plants, working with herbs, herbalism, water, connecting to the ocean, the rivers, the rivers. water carries consciousness, water is, carries memories, water, water healing. is healing, exactly. There's no coincidence where, where people tell you, you know, take a salt bath. Take a hot shower if you're not feeling well. Right. This is because... It's our medicine. Exactly fire, air, and then our ancestors. Our ancestors are our guides and directly our source of wisdom. Our African ancestors felt that those who had passed on had achieved a certain level of wisdom. And especially after transcending into the next realm, they felt that they could use them and work, not even use them, but work with them first but and then also elevate them as well right and it's not just african practices it's all indigenous practices that's yep. the one belief that we have in common yep and it's the most wise thing that you can honor like why would you not look to those that came before you for guidance for wisdom for understanding it just it makes complete sense and we've become so disconnected from that hence why we kind of are lost right now 
And then slavery and colonialism happened. Oh, okay. So after over 500 years of colonization, (laughs) brainwashing, and what we call mental persuasion, we were made to believe that religion reigned supreme over our spirituality because they basically demonized it. Yeah. And that was our power. That was our connection to home. That That was was our magic. Our magic. And they demonized it. So we were strict of our practices. We were strict of our beliefs, of our rituals. They demonized it in order for us to become submissive. They had to strip us of our power and our magic. Yeah. So this forced us to adapt to subjugation and our new environment. Yes. And that is what birthed hoodoo. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Gina. Hoodoo. And hoodoo is not a religion. It's a practice. It's an amalgamation of African, indigenous, Christian-based spiritual practices. So the foundation of it is African spirituality. But then we have to remember that once we came to the United States, we were not the first people here. The indigenous tribes were here. So there was a commonality between us that allowed us to exchange powerful traditions and also medicinal knowledge as well, because the plants and the herbs that we were working with back at home, it's a whole it's a whole new playing field. So they also helped us familiarize ourselves with the land itself, as well as the plants and the flowers and the botanicals that um grew within this land. And then the thing that got added was Christianity. The the Christianity, this is the home of Christianity, the US. So we created parallels between Christian saints and then the deities or the Orishas that we worshiped as a mean to preserve and also employ our practices. And Huru became a way of life and I say it's a culture as well. The foundation of hoodoo is ancestral veneration, herbalism, and connection to the divine. Hoodoo is ingrained in black culture, whether we acknowledge it or so. Some of us might even think it's just superstition or you don't know where the root of it is. So let's think about New Year's, some New Year's traditions that we do as an African-American community. What do we eat on New Year's? Black eyed peas, black eyed peas. <laughs> and again, that's for luck and for prosperity. Collard greens uh, um, for abundance and wealth. Even when you think about cleaning, you're cleansing your space, you're cleansing your home, no laundry around. That's cleaning your energy to bring into, to usher in this new year. And then on top of that, I don't know if y'all heard of this, but we do this. A man has to be the first person to walk in the door with money in his pocket. (laughs) Have you guys, have you, let us know in the comments if you guys have heard of that or if your family does that scrubbing the floor (laughs) honestly it's like it's all of these things that we think are superstition putting our purses on the floor or else our money will be our money will go down making sure that we don't sweep our feet it's all of these superstitions that are actually is what's connected us it's our hoodoo culture exactly and when you say that most children of the diaspora you know if you your family migrated from the south this is normalcy even if they didn't put a label on it, because they didn't. Most of them were going to church on Sundays, but best believe Saturday night, they were they had their herbs and you know they had their little rituals they were doing. So this is just a part of us, and it's important for us to reclaim it and 
not just reclaim it, but love it and accept it and at, live it and live it intentional, intentionally, yeah, embrace, right? embrace who we are. This is like you we said, are. we were having a conversation this week and you were telling me that um, when you were cleaning the house of our great grandparents house, you found a Grigri bag. Yeah, 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 which exactly. is uh, a Grigri bag is a another hoodoo tradition where you put certain herbs crystals roots in the bag for whatever your purpose for whatever, whatever your intention is exactly whatever your intention is and some people give them to babies and put them embroider them into babies pillows to keep them pro- um, protected while they're mm-hmm. asleep or just protection in general so i know cute, right I know. so <laughs> when my when my grandfather passed away we were cleaning out the house. My grandmother had um, been deceased for a few years already, but we were cleaning the house out and getting the furniture out. And I was in my um, grandmother's drawer, her bureau, as they <laughs> call it, and I found the Gree Gree bag and I kept it. Yes. So I was like, oh, look at grandma. She was doing her thing. Yes. <laughs> and mind you, there wasn't, we weren't, it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't, practice. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't an actual practice. practice. Yes. Yes. It wasn't an actual no. practice. It's just, innate within us especially again those that come specifically from the south right so the root again hoodoo generate and generational spiritualism in general is ancestral veneration right let's talk about it so what do we want to talk about ways of why is it important so the foundation of generational spiritualism is ancestral veneration Mm -hmm. and we feel that it's not only necessary, but it's vital in any spiritual journey. It doesn't matter what journey you're on. You need to honor those that came before you. But specifically for the children of the diaspora, it's because our ancestors are literally our only connection that we have to home. Like, how can you know and love yourself if you don't even know where you originate from? So our ancestors are essentially our grounding. Yes. And it's honoring. It's really important because we need to honor the family ties that came before us. They have a story. They have a legacy. And it's up to us to continue that. So not only do we share, not only do you share their DNA, but you also share their trauma, their accomplishments, their experiences, Honor the work and heal the trauma. Our ancestors are really... Say that again. Honor the work and heal the trauma. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Our ancestors are the only tangible tie that we have to our past. So... Let's talk about ways that you can honor the ancestors. Everyone immediately thinks about an altar. Yes. Which is amazing. If you don't have one, then I... Yeah. highly encourage you to create one because yeah. it's more of like you're it's it's not necessary let's let's say yes. that it's not necessary but it it's more for you to create a sacred space and once you create a sacred space you will want to spend time in that space and i mean there's times i have i have very elaborate um altar but it's just that's how my OCD works. <laughs> so um, because I've created this space, I always want to s- spend at least five minutes. And I'll just go. I put a yoga mat down 
and I'll lay beside my altar. And sometimes I don't even have anything to say because, I mean, they know what's going on anyway. Sometimes I just need to <laughs> feel the energy. Yeah. It's just, a you know, an energy exchange. Sometimes I'll say a couple of words. I always go to my altar in the morning, even if it's just to say good morning. And even if I don't make time, if I don't carve out time during the day, because I have to be 100. Like, there's not, I'm not sitting, some, there's days when I don't spend a yeah. elaborate amount of time. But the one thing I do always do is say good morning and good night and thank you. Yes. And but an altar is not necessary. It's not necessary. Honestly, the altar is more so for you to have a tangible space where you feel that you can connect with your ancestors. And again, create having the photos and all of the things that compose the altar. But again, it's not it's not completely mandatory. But what I like to do, so simple, pouring libations. If I'm having a cup of tea or my morning ritual is I get up, I'm hoping that my son is asleep so that I can have my tea or my coffee by myself. I pull a card or two for myself. I'll journal and I will, whatever I'm having that morning, if it's tea or coffee, I also pour some for my ancestors. But really water, again, water is nourishing and it's, again, it's an, it's an energetic exchange energetic exchange between the realms and i love this one because we try to do this all the time and even in our podcast speak their names out loud yes that yes. gives it so much energy and it's such an easy way just to honor them just say their names and also your elevated ancestors i feel like we should make a note of that as well because yeah. let's keep it a stack. Like all of our ancestors are not the best people. Yeah. And they, and they honestly, they can stay where they are. <laughs> Some of them can just stay where they are. <laughs> However, yeah. there are ancestors that we might have been connected to or we don't. We maybe we never met them, but we feel that we want to connect to them or we've heard stories or your great grandmother was into this and you, you really want to feel that connection. Again, a way to do that is speaking their names and also just being open, being open to mm -hmm. wanting to have that um, connection with our ancestors because they're always there with us, but the, the willingness and the Letting desire yeah, letting them know that you want to connect with them mm -hmm. and also letting them know what that looks like as well. Because you said like you used to see your ancestors used to come to you in your dreams and you would see them. And that's not really how you want to. No, I love them in my dreams now, but at yeah, four but years old, that's, like that's, a day after my grandmother's <laughs> brother died, I didn't want him coming to me like, can you tell your grandma I said, <laughs> like, no, I can't anymore. <laughs> So now it now that's that's my favorite way to connect. I'll yeah. ask them, okay, can you come to me in my dreams? Expect and it's sometimes I don't even have to ask. Once you build that connection, like my grandparents were soulmates of mine. I had the most amazing relationship with them. They were my foundation. And I'm probably closer to my grandparents. Not probably. My reality is I was closer to my grandparents than I am to my parents. So um when I'm going through something, they come to me in my dreams. And it's just the most comforting thing to me because it's like they know what's going on. And it's like I could have the the most 
traumatic day or experience and I go to sleep and they're there and it's just like it could be a dream about you know we're just having Sunday dinner I'm not aware that they're deceased in the dream but it's just it gives me some comfort and when I wake up I know that that was a visit and that was to make me understand that we're here and you're good yeah Another thing that you can do as well is carrying on whatever. It just reminded me because you said Sunday dinner. And that was a tradition in our family. Um, Every single Sunday, going to my great-grandparents' house, having my great-grandma be like, gal, go make that that punch or go help (laughs) me set the table or help me roll up these rolls so that I can put them in the oven. The crescent crescent rolls. So also connecting with your ancestors or connecting with your family in general by um, restoring some of those traditions or doing the things that your ancestors like to do as well is a way for you to connect with them. You want to tell them the the really interesting story about your great, great, great grandfather, how it all came together for us? Yes. Okay. You tell the story. Okay. So the legend goes... (laughs) (laughs) the legend goes um we i was sitting at the kitchen table with my great-grandfather many years ago maybe like 10 Mm -hmm. 10 years ago um and my mom had knew that his grandfather was a root a root worker and i remember my great-grandpa telling me that he used cards And I was just so amazed. I didn't connect it until recently that that was also a gift that I had as well, being able to read cards. Um, But he was a root worker and we were told that... And you remember, this is the 1800s. 1800s. slavery. Yes. And we were told that people from all different walks of life would come to visit him for his medicine my great-grandfather said that he witnessed him bring somebody back from the dead. Like, it was intense. It was... Yeah. It was and nobody in the family wanted to talk no about it. No one wants to talk about it. Because the interesting thing is, this was my grandfather's grandfather, but my grandfather's father was actually a Baptist minister. So, yeah, yeah it was crazy. So, no one ever wanted to talk about the root worker. So, my grandfather... I guess it was the Scorpio thing because I was always into the esoteric. So he would share the stories with me and then Amber. And he was just happy to tell someone because, you know, the story would have been lost had he not shared it with us. Yeah, it would have. It definitely would have been lost. And through his success, through root working, he was able to acquire money, which then he acquired a hundred acres of land, a hundred acres of land. Yes. Through his root work. And um, he would save the money and just, there were no banks. He would put all the money in the chest and he actually was considered very wealthy and bought a hundred acres of land, which when he was deceased, it, it, it went to his daughter, who was my grandfather's mother. And she gave all of her sons land and all of them had homes for their family on, on that this, land on that land and we still own the land we still have it yes which is calling us yeah right now yeah. but again had we not initiated that conversation or been willing to speak to our elders again that story our history right. would be lost and that history is a part of us that story makes 
it it affirms my spiritual gifts it affirms your spiritual gifts so in a way the work that we're doing is also reclaiming reclaiming spirituality within our family not just as a whole but just Mm -hmm. within our actual family so that's like a cool story that we're that we're that's our legacy that's our legacy yes so we've spoken about our ancestors now ways to connect with the earth and honor our land simple spending intentional time in nature intentional Intentional. so we do it all the time you go out for a walk you go to the park you go on picnics so the only difference is you're now setting the intention you're actually your intention is to connect not just to make yourself feel good but to connect with the land and connect with your ancestors and connect with spirit and connect with divine and once you start to do that you start to appreciate everything yes right you just go outside and everything becomes a miracle to you you hear the birds chirping oh my god did you see the ladybug and look at the plant over there and look at the tree (laughs) and the, the strong roots you just start to appreciate everything everything becomes a miracle because life really is a miracle yes so again, grounding, then grounding yourself with the earth, using crystals as tools or jewelry, which is like, uh, listen, drip, <laughs> drip, drip down in the crystals. We love crystals. <laughs> um, speaking intentions and gratitude when you're having tea. What I like to do is sometimes I use packed tea or sometimes I like to make my tea myself. And when I use my herbs, I really just kind of reiki them. I put my hands over my cup, I close my eyes and set my intention. The intention could just be nourish me. They can, the, um, the intention could be to refuel me. Whatever your intention is, being intentional about how you use, um, how you work with it. And again, and honoring your plants. Yes, your working with your herbs and plants for their magical practices. So not just using them, but also doing your research and seeing how how can you work with them and even thanking them, thanking mm. them as well is a is a huge thing. Um and also rituals and practices that are aligned with the solar and lunar cycles and just astrology in general because Hoodoo is also rooted in astrology yes. and doing certain things at a specific time as right. well. Living with intention is, is reclaiming black spirituality. Yes. And we found this quote that was so amazing. I actually, I mentioned it that I wanted to put this in. And then you said that you actually I had posted that when my, the quote that she chose, as soon as she started reading it, I'm like, that's the quote I posted when um, my grandfather passed away. So we wanted to share it with you. You can read it. Yes. So to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant. A time to pluck that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, Mm. a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to keep, a time to lose, 
a time a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And that is from... <laughs> you say it. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes <laughs> um, chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. So that is in the Bible, y'all. And if you don't know, again, Hoodoo works very closely with, with the, the Bible. With the Psalms. I... I we, I want to say this. I'm not religious. I am spiritual, but I love the Bible. I don't use it the way I would say most Christians do. And um, I use it as a tool. There's some great learn lessons in there. There's some great parables in there. I love the Psalms. Um, anyone that works with Hoodoo works very closely with the Psalms. But... Um, it's just important to use discernment with anything. Yes. You know, so we're not telling you, you know, throw your Bible, burn your Bible <laughs> at no. church. We're not saying that. We're just saying use discernment. And yes. definitely you you need to connect with what connects with you. Yes. You like that? I do. Thank you. You're welcome. So do we have any questions? I saw some really kind <laughs> <laughs> of... Awesome. Okay. Amazing. I just am reveling in it all. Um, earlier on, we had questions around. Um, I'm going to read it here. What Melinda says, what do you say to those who are disconnected from their ancestors, such as those who are adopted? Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry, Angie. Yeah, sure. What do you say to those who are disconnected from their ancestors, such as those who are adopted? I feel like we always we always get this question. Um, I think the important thing to understand is um, the spirit world doesn't work like the 3D world. So all you have to do is set the intention. Like your ancestors know who you are, even if you don't know who they are. So you don't need to have, because clearly you're not going to have pictures or you're not going to have any relics or anything from them. But all you need to do is actually speak the words. You know, I don't know who you are, but I'm seeking you. Please, you know, I, I need to, I need your energy. That's all you need to do. Yes. And if you have um, in your family, someone that is transitioned, that person is still your ancestor. So if you are wanting to work with that either work with that person ask them for their assistance from your adopted family yeah from your adopted mm -hmm. family that's your ancestor you you can still and should still work with them as well right definitely but again like you said just the desire to do so and we say that it might not sound like anything but we say that because that desirability well, that lets them know that you want to do it so you might find that just that openness and telling them that you want to a month Two That's months, it. a year yeah. might go by and some information is going to fall in your lap. And I promise you that's happened to me several, several times, mm -hmm. not knowing names and then just speaking to my ancestors and asking them to come to me and weeks later <laughs> getting those names and more. So definitely the desire to do so. Love that. A follow-up question to that, as we know that there are many, many spiritual beings all around us all the time, right? Um, 
the testing process, right? Um, how is there, do you all have a testing process or a way to make sure that who is actually connecting with you is a um, highest light? And Correct. Well, we, we always claim it claim before. Yeah. We're always protecting our energy. We claim it. So we let we let spirit world know because spirit we tell real. you who yeah you, like yeah we're telling you loving like other keep we don't want no <laughs> <laughs> we're good on you so just that's all you have to do because I think that that question is why a lot of people get fearful yeah and that's why I was fearful like I'm like the scariest person on the planet and <laughs> I didn't want everybody acts having access to my energy yeah so um I get it and all you have to do and and also remember that like a, a like attracts like so make sure your energy is clean and pure and constantly cleansing it and all you have to do is let them know that that's the only thing that you're accepting in your energetic space yes. so you can say your ancestors that serve the highest light and the greatest good or you can just say you're calling on your elevated ancestors exactly Welcome. Um, Simone has asked, how do you maintain strong connections with your Christian family members who are steeped in religion and judge you for your unwillingness to conform to that tradition? Oh, we just don't care. You know? Yeah. yeah you have to you you have to step into if this is how what you believe and that's, that's your what truth. they believe, then that's that's our commonality. Certain I things are just off your women. beliefs. You can respect mine or not. It's not going to change me. And everyone respects us yeah. because they see the light that surrounds us. Like I said, my father is is very into church. Yes. But he my grandma is this right here. <laughs> my know, grandma so. is like Miss Usher, white gloves, <laughs> white shoes, white stockings. And <laughs> what do we have to hear every day? Yeah, from well, her? we have to always hear about God knows my heart. God knows her heart <laughs> like, and okay. she studies the word and I'm like, "Yes, grandma. We get I feel it. you." Yeah, we get it. But so. some people need that. You know, some people need that. And it's just about respect. That's, That's it. all. You know. I think that this question falls in line. Thank you. Um, Alex says, how do you defend your spiritual practices to friends who think card readings and crystals are associated with dark magic? Why do you need to defend it? That's what, yeah, I was going to say. I Why do we all feel that we have to defend our beliefs or our practices? I think that's that social media thing where we need people to validate what we do or what we say or how we feel. You don't have to defend anything. I think what I've also learned is that to not share this part of myself and it's it it's a sacrifice because really up until a couple months ago my family thought I was like jobless and they they just I didn't share anything with them because they just won't get it and you also have to know again use your discernment and filter out certain things with certain people yeah. if you know that it's going to go down that route then just save your energy preserve your energy and just I know that this is a conversation that or this is a topic that I can't dive too deeply in when I'm talking to my grandmother or when I'm talking to this person and again like and it's not for every everyone it's, it's yeah. your spirituality it's for you your journey is your journey and their journey is their journey let them judge let yeah. them judge that absolutely discretion is another form of protection right? absolutely like, yes it really is. i love that 
Yes. Patent it. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Um, Gina says, what do you use to cleanse your space or energy and or energy each day to let the ancestors in? So what are some of your daily cleansing practices um, for your space and energy? My baby makes the most incredible Florida water. Not to plug, but to plug. It doesn't have to be her Florida water, but I, we use it every day. Every single day. And because we're both very Can energy... Can you explain what that is? Yes. So Florida water is a, a water that is created with plants, herbs, essential oils, energy. I, energy, intention. I infuse mine with selenite which is this crystal is literally light, light in consciousness and a crystal. It's amazing. This is also another thing that I recommend to keep as well. If you want to cleanse your energy Um, and yeah, just spray it down. What I also find it's, it's alcohol based. So again, I like to keep it in. I like to keep a small one in my bag when I was commuting from New York city one being on public transportation dirty so literally using it to clean my hands but also because i'm interacting with so many different people um i get tension headaches very often when i'm around people so that florida water spraying it over my crown like within 20 minutes it's it's over it's it's really powerful i must say so myself the Florida water does the work. So we use the Florida water and then we sage regularly and we do... Because sage cleanses, but people don't remember there's a second step. And then we Palo Santo because that welcomes in all of the, the good energy. Yes. And you don't and have then to we use, use crystals. Yes. I literally have um, black tourmaline, like a big chunk in my bra right now. <laughs> For protection. For protection. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, that's my biggest thing protecting my energy at all times because the more light you are and the more spiritual you are the more you are getting like little spiritual attacks and you don't even know why you're feeling depressed or why you're anxious or you're just picking up on everything so it's Mm -hmm. important to always protect your energy definitely Beautiful. Um, I think that more or less we got to all the questions. If I missed your question, please um, type it down here. Um, Gina does say she's done sage, but to make sure that it's ethic- ethically grown and from an indigenous supplier. That yeah, would be y'all me. know how much <laughs> yes. sage. Y'all know how yes, girl. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Um, well, anything else that you two would want to leave or impart? Um, with us that you feel called to share? I think for me, and I said this already, but I'll say it again because I'm such a hater of social media and what it's done to us in terms of the need for validation. And not just that, people who have a ton of knowledge but are not necessarily wise just giving information and you know you have a certain amount of followers and then people feel like oh they're an expert use discernment and yes. anything that you're absorbing just use your discernment and you have your own personal guide your intuition is your map so whatever feels good to you you am no that was perfect okay oh i will say if you don't feel comfortable using sage 
Um, which on my shop, I, I do carry sage and Palo Santo, but it comes directly from Peru and I make sure that it's, um, it's harvested, ethically harvested, but I will say you don't have to use sage. You can use sweet grass. You mm. can use Seder. You can use rosemary. Um, you can use incense like frankincense and myrrh, dragon's blood, um, smoke in general mm-hmm. is, is it's very helpful. Cleanser. It's a cleanser. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Kim. Thank you all so much. I'm just tripping off of the alignment of everyone's, like all of the speakers and everything has just had such an incredible alignment. It's been so beautiful. So thank you for adding to the richness of this conversation and of this day. We're so, so grateful to have you and honored to have you. Thank you for your time and for your energy and your wisdom. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. This is amazing. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared. The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Brown Girl Alchemy, at Amber the Alchemist and at Nelly Mommy Alchemist. Until next time, brown girls, we see you.